Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode three of the Quality Podcast. God damn. How sexy did I just sound right there? Scale of one to ten. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Damn, son, where did you find this? Come on. Scale of one to ten, how sexy? 10.5! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Quality Podcast. This is the highest quality podcast in the world by yours truly, Christian Delaflago. Guys, we're on episode three. We're on episode freaking three. I'm like, guys, it was such a n- new thing for me to do a podcast. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to get past episode two. Well, guess what? The commitment doesn't stop here. We're on episode three, continuing to move forward, and we will be on episode 35 in about how many more weeks? 35 more weeks, right? No, 32 more weeks. Yeah, that's math. 32 plus three is 35, which means we're on the third episode right now. It's the third week in. We will be on episode 35 in 32 more weeks. I know math. I know math. Guys, um, I'm traveling really soon, which I am uh, 155% not excited for. I hate traveling. I, I don't I don't hate I don't hate tr- like I don't hate the travel part. If you're doing a road trip, nine hour drive, I don't hate that. If you're going on a flight, I don't hate it. Like I've been on, you know, 14, 15 hour flights, straight shot. I didn't mind it. It's, it's literally not about the travel part. And that's what I try to explain to everybody is like, everyone's like, oh dude, what? traveling's fun, man. Like you, you yo, d- yo, what's with, what's up with you doc? And I'm like, bro, it's not the travel part. It's everything leading up to that moment of traveling. It, it, it doesn't need to be that suspenseful, but it always is no matter how calm of a person you are. Okay, I meditate, I get into a really calm zone before I, you know, start to pack, get my things together, travel to the airport. I'm calm and I am ready to go. I'm zen. And I'm also spilling the tea today. I got more tea. Ooh, ASMR. I don't hate the travel part. Um... Mainly because I'm narcoleptic and I sleep literally through anything. I will sleep through a 15-hour flight. People are like, dude, you're, you're, you're capping, dog. You're such a... I'm like, nah, put me on a 15-hour flight, dude, and see what's up, dog. See what's up with me on a freaking 15-hour flight. Sleep through that whole mother sucker. Sleep through that whole thing. That's because I'm narcoleptic. I don't mind the travel part. I hate packing... Because I always feel, no matter how much I've packed and how long I've spent packing, I always feel like I didn't even pack. I have to go back through everything. Did I pack enough underwear, right? That's the biggest thing. You want to pack an underwear per day, but you want to pack some extra just in case you shit yourself at some point, right? Just in case you had a long day, you ate a bunch of stuff, all of a sudden, (laughs) your pants are dirty. That's the one pair of underwear you had for that day? No. You got to pack extra, so that's another thing. I'm always counting my underwear, being like, which... How many days am I going to be there? How many pairs of underwear do I need? If I'm traveling for seven days, I pack 25 pairs of underwear. You never know. I could shit my pants every day for seven days. That means I would need 14 pairs because I'd have my beginning pair and then my second pair. So I like to, you know, pack an extra pair per day and then then times that by two. So if I'm packing 14 pairs of underwear for the week, multiply that by two, that's 28. 
It's a little over 25 what I said originally, but still it is enough to survive. That clothes, because there's always the question, well, you need to pack clothes for for any situation. You need to, you know, it's going to, the, the forecast says it's going to be sunny, but you never know. It could thunderstorm, earthquake, all of the above. You need to have stuff. So I'm here packing a bathing suit, shorts, sandals, t-shirts, tank tops, okay, for the sunny days, but you never know. A thunderstorm could happen every day for those seven days. Then I have to pack a raincoat, jeans, sweaters, hats. <clears throat> Christian! Not on the podcast! Then I have to pack literally every... I always just want to pack a carry-on, and I try my best. I've been really learning how to pack uh, carry-ons really well. I will roll uh, my clothes. If you guys haven't known this, fun fact... If you really squeeze and roll your clothes, they become, um, I don't know what, what the size difference is. It's like a third of the size that your clothes would be if you just folded them normally and put them in. The, it would take up a third, of this, uh, a third less of the space, one third of the space. So I've been doing that and I've been able to cram things into a carry-on. So I can literally get like 10 to 15 shirts, three, four pairs of jeans, a couple pairs of shorts, a couple bathing suits, socks, underwear. Did I say sweaters already? I can't remember all of that into a carry-on. So I'm literally traveling as if I packed a luggage, but it's all in a carry-on. Um, fun fact, look that up if you want to. I'm sure there's definitely videos and tutorials on how to do it properly. That's factual. I do that every freaking time that I travel and it works. Kristen hates it for me. Uh, Kristen hates it. Um, Kristen hates, Kristen hates it for me. Hello, dude. Not only am I narcoleptic, I don't know how to speak any language. Kristen hates it because I always try to get her to pack a carry-on over a luggage um, because you know how girls are. Guys, you know how gr girls, you know how girls are. You're, you're going to grab this luggage. You're going to load it, unnecessarily load it, not wear half of the things. And then now we have to check a bag and wait for your bag to come out once we land. I don't want to do that ever in my entire life. I hate getting off a plane and going to... Uh, baggage claim it just delays everything by at least 50 minutes and the Kristen be like i know but i just want to pack you know extra shoes i don't know what i'm gonna wear and i'm like dude you know that we're not gonna be doing anything extravagant you just need generic clothes t-shirt sweaters a couple you know dresses couple pairs of shoes because we're literally going to go out twice out of the week that we're traveling and that's it you're done you're done after all of that um there's the packing aspect which is great and a, and a heck of a lot of fun the ride to the airport is always the most stressful thing for me because I always question whether or not I left on time and if I left with giving myself enough time to get there be able to, you know, go through TSA, do it. Oh, don't, uh, we're not going to start on TSA. But on that ride there, I'm just checking my phone every 10 minutes to make sure that I left in time for me to make it there in time for me to get everything done in time for me to get on the plane in time so I don't miss my flight in time. Because I'll always give myself like whatever it is. They say to be at the airport two hours before on average depending on your location, obviously, or, or where you're traveling to. So 
that's always the biggest panic for me. Sometimes I get there. Sometimes there's a lot of traffic. You get there. It's the worst situation ever because you have like an hour to get everything figured out. And then you go to the TSA line and the customs, whatever it is. And those lines are literally seven hour long lines. You can get on a ride faster at Six Flags or any amusement park in the world faster than going through half of these TSA lines and customs lines. That's a fact. The um, TSA, obviously, <laughs> Sebastian Maniscalco, uh, he's a comedian. If you have ever, haven't ever watched this stuff, you should check him out. He's really funny. But he had a bit on like how aggressive the, uh, the uh, TSA workers are. Take out your lotions, your laptops. All the because th that is the most frustrating thing for me. I pack so much, you know, when I'm traveling, I still have to pack my camera gear and stuff that if I'm going to film at any point. And to get to my laptop, I have to take everything else out. And then the guy behind me literally just has the tiniest laptop that he's ready to place in a bin. And I'm like, hold on. Yeah, hold on one sec. Hold on one second, please. You need everything out? My camera too? Yes, sir. Any electronic. If it's larger than an iPhone, we need it out. There was one guy at the airport. I swear to God, this happened. Okay. I'm standing behind him. I'm already late for my flight, and this guy is standing in front of me. The TSA guy says, you know, if you have a laptop, make sure you take it out of your bag and put it into um, a tray, and everybody obviously is taking out their laptops, and then the guy, again, because there's new um, rules now at TSA, uh, the, the new rule is anything bigger than an iPhone has to come out and into a tray, any electronic bigger than an iPhone, okay? This is the size of an iPhone. This is This is the plus, actually, so... This is the, the extra sized version of the iPhone. So the TSA guy goes, um, I'm, I, like I said, I'm late, by the way. I have like four minutes to make my flight. I haven't even unpacked my bag, gone through TSA, repacked it, and headed on my way to the flight. I don't know how far the terminal is. And the TSA guy goes, also, guys, anything larger than an iPhone has to come out of the bag and into the carry-on bin. I kid you not. The guy in front of me, I was ready to choke him out. The guy in front of me said, what about iPads? <sighs> I, I have to sprint to my terminal. I don't have time for this kind of stupidity. The guy said, any electronic bigger than an iPhone has to come out of your bag. What about iPads? Do iPads have to come out? The guy goes, this is the TSA guy. I, I swear to God, this actually happened. The TSA, the TSA guy goes, is the iPad bigger than an iPhone? The guy goes, yeah. Then it's got to come out of the bag. If you knew that. <laughs> if you knew the answer to that question, why would you ask? I hate those people that do that where they just ask questions just to ask. You know, they just put their hand up. Yes, you in the back with your hand. Hi. So you're saying if the electronic is bigger than an iPhone, it has to come out of the bag. Yes. That is exactly what I just said. Okay, perfect. Just checking. What do you mean perfect? Just checking? If it's... If you don't know how to judge size on something... You shouldn't be going through the TSA, and you shouldn't be traveling. What about iPads? Bigger than a phone? Yes, it is bigger than a phone. What did I just say? Anything bigger than a phone that's an electronic has to come out of your bag. 
So I don't understand what you didn't understand about that. Oh, no, no, no. I, I got it. I'm just checking. So the TSA is the biggest, one of the biggest headaches for me and the biggest stress because you never know who you're getting in line with. The majority of the time, you get in line with good people that know how the system works. They know what the deal is. You know, when I get to the airport, I already know what I'm doing. Maybe it's because I've flown, you know, last year I flew like 90 times in a year. Literally, something like that. 82 times. And I'm just so, you know, it's mechanical for me now. I just know. Laptop, electronics, bin, shoes, backpack, separate bin, carry-on, separate bin. I got it. Christian. Let's have some of this tea real quick. I know the deal. And then you get in the line with people that literally it feels like they're flying for the first time ever. And not only are they flying for the first time ever, they, they all of a sudden develop the mentality of a three-year-old. They're not even, they're not even human anymore. They just become aliens that were trying to find at Area 51. All of a sudden, wait, but what about iPads? Ah. And I and my luck always I always get stuck in line with that. So I I almost missed my flight maybe like realistically three or four times because of situations like that. And it pisses me off every time. And I'm a nice guy, so I never say anything. You know, I never rush the person. I just sit there just with my blood boiling as if it's on the stove, you know, and you're cooking rice type boil. Or if you don't put a lid on that shit, if you don't put a lid on that on that boiling bowl of rice, your house is burning down. That's what happens in my body. But I put a lid on it, a massive lid. Um, I've had to run to my terminal too many times. And if I'm waking up to get on a flight at 7 a.m., I'm not trying to do a triathlon. You know what I mean? I almost barely got sleep the night before the flight. Because for me, flying gives me, like, all of this gives me the most anxiety. So I always tend to be up really late if my flight's at 7 a.m. Somehow, I will stay up until 4 a.m. stressed out and pass out because of stress and wake up at 5 a.m. to get on, to get in an Uber and head to the airport. And then I have to do a triathlon. Get on your bike. You got to get on the bike. Ride down. Station 3. You're getting in a canoe and you got to... You got to canoe 7.8 miles downstream. Then you got to get out of there and you got to rock climb for five. Like that's the situations I get in every time I get to the airport and it pisses me off. Um, I only fly first class now, okay? And I know you guys are going to roast. Oh my God, you're so bougie. You're fucking bougie, bougie, bougie. All you do, oh, you fly first class? Oh yeah, you fly first class. I don't want to fly first class. It's just flying or sorry, traveling makes me want to fly a first class. I will go broke to travel because I don't want to deal with everything else. If first class tickets cost me $1,500, $2,000 to go to and from somewhere, I will go broke on $2,000 to not have to deal with all of the extra stress and flying economy. Flying economy is literally like World War Z. Have you seen the world, the movie World War Z? That is flying economy. That is literally flying economy. The worst thing is getting on a plane and you're already stressed out and your seat is, you know, when you walk in and the stewardess just rubs it in in your face. She goes, hey, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? Great. 
Can I see your boarding pass? Sure. Show her the boarding pass. Oh, so you're going to be 74C. That is all the way down there. It'll be on the right-hand side. You see the exit lane? You see the emergency row? Yep. Okay, it's, an, it's another three emergency rows past that emergency row. Have a nice flight. And I have to do another triathlon to get to my seat at 74C. When, you're, when you get seated at such a high number, imagine how many people have already boarded the plane. I'm in, I'm in the line trying to get to my seat and you already start hearing the announcements. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for boarding flight A7432. Unfortunately, we're going to have a little bit uh, of a full flight today. We're going to have to have some people volunteer to check their luggage. Our overhead bins are filling up very quickly. We don't think we're going to have enough space for the rest of the, the passengers. So we're going to need some volunteers. We're going to be coming around and checking some bags. First of all, I didn't suction cup my clothes. I didn't, I didn't vacuum seal my clothes into my carry-on to check my bag, which is what I was trying not to do in the first place. If I would have had to check a bag, ew, Chris, I would have packed extra. That's what I would have done if I had to check a bag. Dude, I'm bur this tea, turmeric ginger tea, by the way, so good for your stomach, gives me the most gas I've ever had in my life. I don't want to check a bag. So sometimes I get away with it, and I've only had to check my bag like one or one or two times. But what has happened was is I've gone down to my to my seat after watching everyone in front of me like already sit down. There's literally 60 rows of people already sitting and I get to my seat and I open up my overhead bin and there is literally 17 carry on backpacks luggage crammed in there over my lane, right? Like each row of seats has its own carry-on bin and somehow mine always gets filled where was where were you where was your bin at when you were boarding your flight sir oh it was there why did you fill my bin with your shit and then a stewardess comes down and sees me and she goes mm, mm, that's not gonna fit unfortunately and i'm like great awesome um so what should i do um, I think there's some overhead bins available uh, on row 138. There should be some like left back there. And I look down and it's another entire plane, plane full of people away. I have to put my, my carry-on, which I need to exit the plane with for me to be able to get off and, and get off quickly. Literally 75 rows down. So I walk all the way down. I put my luggage up there. And guess what? When the flight lands... And I, and everybody stand, you know, oh my God, when that light goes up or when that freaking sound happens, boom, boom, when that shit happens, World War Z, if you haven't flown, watch the movie World War Z, that's all you need to ever watch. That will give you the full description and visual of what it's like to fly economy. When you hear that, boom, boom, everyone just, people are just moving. You can't even go anywhere. Like, the, the, that thing happens, the, the doors don't open, and you just get to grab your shit and run out. Like, you still can't go anywhere. You can't go until they've docked the flight. You can't do, go until they've checked the, the plane and made sure that everything has functioned properly and they shut down. Like, everybody is getting up in full chaos. And guess what? 
the second that happens, they rip open their up uh, carry-on bin and they take their stuff out and they're ready to go. Me? I have to wait for the other half of the plane to get off before I can go down to 138 row and grab my carry-on. So I'm actually on the plane longer. These are just all the things that go through my mind before I fly because like I said, guys, I've flown a lot. This is the only thing that I can think of prior to going on a flight is is am I going to leave on time? Am I going to get there and be able to check in on time? Am I going to get to go through TSA quickly? Am I going to get to go through customs quickly? Am I get on going to get on the flight and be comfortable? Is my bag going to end up on another plane? So to avoid all that, I've decided that it's better going broke and paying for first class than to fly economy because first class you get to board first you walk in you're the first people the stewardesses literally you walk in the first thing would you like champagne or wine i'm like hell yeah this is what i'm talking about baby i would like champagne please and i'll have salmon with quinoa that's all the meals in first class you can't beat it economy versus first class economy they give you just like the food's not like it doesn't taste bad but you know what's been you know you're order, you're having a chicken burrito that burrito's been in that wrapping for at least 7 years Where are you sitting sir? Can I see your boarding pass? Yes ma'am, here you go. You're actually going to be 2A right there. And I walk in and I open up that overhead bin. <gasps> I'm like, hell yeah. Now this is what I'm talking about. This is that good, good. You get through TSA faster because you get to be in a priority line. If you're business class, you're flying first class, there's a priority line. You get to go through TSA faster. You get to board faster, which means you're the first on and the first off the plane. Sometimes they give you those lounges, those VIP lounges where like the food is complimentary and all of that stuff. It actually ends up being worth it at the end of the day. So I'm broke. I bought a first class ticket for a lot of money and I don't regret it. And then it actually makes me excited to fly because then I'm just like, this is going to be the greatest experience of my life. I get champagne and salmon when I get on the plane rather than, you know, having a guy fall asleep on me. I, oh, when I have to book a middle seat because there's nothing else available, just end it all for me. Just end it all for me. Just end it all for me. Take me off the plane and just end it all. I will not travel. If I'm booking a flight and the difference between the flight is like a five hour difference and when the flight leaves and one of them has you know, aisle seats and, and window seats versus one having a middle seat, I will sacrifice that five hours to get on a, a flight with a window seat. I will never fly middle seat again in my entire life. The last middle seat that I flew, I sat between two guys who just going to say disgusting. It, they just looked like they just literally didn't take care of themselves at all. And we're just burping, farting, and borderline shitting their pants the entire flight. And I'm in between them. So I don't get like an, I'm not like on the outer side where I can kind of avoid it. You know, like you can kind of lean, you do the lean where you do this, like you just kind of lean over to the side. 
I couldn't even do that. These guys, the whole flight. And I'm just in the middle, just, just eating it. Trying my best, trying my absolute best to survive. These guys just, this guy's burping, just like ordering so much food. You know, to get up to go to the bathroom is it like just pisses literally anyone off that is on either side of you at any point. Excuse me, do you mind if I go to the bathroom? All right. <laughs> it's like you just told them that the world is ending. I'm like, dude, please, I just have to go to the bathroom. We'll never fly middle, uh, middle row, middle seat again, ever in my entire life. It's just not worth it. And that's the kind of things that you have to start to evaluate in your life, right? Like, is this or is this not worth it? If it's worth it, go for it. If it's not worth it, don't go for it. If you want to travel and you have to, you know, work a, uh, like an extra week overtime just to save up an extra, you know, three, four, five hundred bucks that's going to get you first class, do it. I promise you, you will do it every single time that you want to fly. You'll be like, dude, I would rather fly not this day, but three weeks later so I can save up and fly first class because it's just not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. But yeah, so I'm traveling soon. And you can tell I'm excited. Can't you tell how freaking excited I am? I'm so excited. I just never want to travel anymore because I did it so much. I'm tired of it. I just want to stay in one spot. And everyone come to me. Everyone come to me. Everyone come see me. I would love that. I will go above and beyond for you if you just come to me. I will do everything. If you make me fly, I'm going to have four days of rehabilitation to, to get my mind back into a good place of, for how stressful that is going to be for me. So if you guys ever have an opportunity to travel with me in the future, don't. Don't do it. It's a bad idea. For real. It's a bad idea. Uh... So I hope you guys are having an amazing Sunday. Hope you guys are having a good day. Um, I am always productive. I'm always getting the most stuff done and I'm the best. I am literally the best in the world. Number one. I'm number one, guys. Egotistical much? I'm not... That's the thing. Is you guys have to also understand my humor. I joke whenever I say that, that shit. I know I'm literally far from the best. I hope that some people, you know, can like look at me and, and appreciate me, but I'm far from the best. But I'm the best in the world, guys, because I'm an egotistical mind freak. Those people piss me off. Dude, I'm literally, I'm literally the best, man. Tell me you've seen someone do this better. Yeah, I have. I have. Multiple times. Which means you're not the best. That's just facts. You know? Um, I, I po actually posted some stuff recently on my Instagram. Uh... Like I've been, I just like, I write a lot in my notes on my phone. Um, just things that I, um, things that I struggle with. I think that's the most important thing guys is 
um, if you're struggling with something, write it down. I've been writing my stuff down like crazy and now like going back and recalling things that I've written down. Um, it's helped me so much because then I can see whether I've grown from it, grown from it or if I still need to work on it, which is, it's great to see that from the outside is like, I still need to work on that. And this I'm like getting so much better at, um, if you guys don't follow me on Instagram, it's literally just at Christian. It's literally just my name. It will, it takes two seconds to look up. You wouldn't even have to search hard at Christian. Isn't that cool? Whenever I tell people that that's my handle, they're like, how'd you get your name, dude? At this point now, it's, it's not that hard to get something. As long as it's inactive. I think that, I think, I can't remember what Instagram's policy is, but if something is inactive for a long period of time, that means um, you're legally not um, bound to that handle anymore. It's like it's like uh, abandoning a house, right? You can't abandon a house for fucking five years and then come back to it and be like, I'm ready to move back in. They're like, no, no, sorry, dude. We took that from you already. You abandoned that shit. So yeah, I have literally at Christian. Um, and I made a highlight just so that like if any of you guys ever... Um, are struggling with, with the similar things that I'm going through. Like maybe this can help. These are things that I've honestly gotten better at. Um, this is something I wrote. I actually posted this July 18th, which is not that long ago. Um, uh, take this in. Um, I wrote, um, how could someone feel so alone while being surrounded by so many people? That has been the, the biggest question that I always ask myself is like, I always feel that there's very few people that I feel at home with and the rest of the people I literally feel alone, which is normal. You know, like we all go through through stuff like that. In life, you're going to be um, around certain people that are going to make you feel alone. That's just normal. And that's part of life. That's a part of you growing and, and seeing which people that you actually value having in your life and which people that, you know, don't operate on the same frequency that you do, which means it's just, are you compatible with that person? Can you get along? Because um, everybody's so different. And I'm struggling to like deal with that. It's like, I'm not saying that I'm not different, but... I feel like I come at everything with such an open mind now and devote so much time to people and myself to growing that I, I notice that people don't do the same for themselves and they're very egotistical, which keeps them stagnant so that you, if you're acting in the same manner, you're always actually moving forward and growing. And then it's like, um, in terms of a mental state, it's like sitting down and having a conversation with a eight year old, right? Um, you're gonna have a conversation with them. But you're, you're not going to be able to build off of it very much just because you just, you guys are just different. And that can happen with people that are your age, which is why I know a lot of younger girls, like let's just say 20, 22, 23, 24, 25, will date older men because they just notice that if they're um, further ahead in terms of maturity and, and just growth, they can resonate more with a person that is of that age, right? Which is fine, which is great. Um but yeah, you could be literally, if you're 20 and you have another person in your life that's 20, you could be, you know, mentally uh, and and um, in terms of wisdom at like a 25 or 26, 27, 28, 29, 30 year olds mentality. And then it'll be difficult for you to obviously have a conversation with people. Anyway, that's a, that's a whole other discussion. But like, that's what I've started to notice is like when you feel alone around um, people, that means that just you're not, you're not feeling a connection. Uh, there's the mirror analogy is like we surround ourselves with things and people because we see ourselves in them, right? You see, you see your personality within someone else. You see your, um, your emotion within someone else. So like you feel like you're looking at yourself when you're with these people, when you can no longer see yourself in those people, 
that's the mirror analogy is that's when you start to drift away and that's when you know you you start to change in your life is there's just certain things in people that for sometimes your whole life you'll keep friends and family members like really close to your whole life but then there are also other situations where you outgrow people and it's not that you're better than them it's it's literally nothing to do with that it's just that you are now um, operating at a, a different frequency and your life is completely different in terms of your well-being and how you handle yourself that's just facts um, so that's something that I'm learning and, and also having trouble dealing with is because there's also people that you like love in your life you like really care about and you don't want to move away from them but at the same time it's also like almost painful to be around certain people because you're like I, I don't understand how you still have that mindset it literally doesn't make sense it's very negative um, and it's draining it's dude I love talking about energy energy is is the craziest thing um, so I wrote, I ask myself this question all the time. The more I meditate this thought, the more I come to realize there aren't many people that will come into contact with you in your life that have complete moral value, empathy, compassion, integrity, respect, honesty, and sympathy. These are all um, very human traits. There's a lot of people that, that lack them. They don't have them at all. Um, they might have a few of them, but then they'll lack, you know, something like empathy, which is a very important, um, moral to have. And if you're, if you empathize with everything, because that's, that's part of life, that's part of being a human. And then you're around someone that doesn't, it's just, like I said, it's draining. It, it takes away from you and, and your, um, your moral values and how you operate. It, it is so draining. Um, when you're full of these and can operate on a true human level, you feel full, which is true. Like I, I literally read back through things that I wrote and also sometimes I'm like, whoa, I didn't realize I wrote that and then read back through it and then I start to actually like dive into it. Um, it is, um, it, it is very fulfilling to have all of the moral, um, all of these morals and be able to opt and use them day to day and have that be your well-being. It is the greatest feeling in the world when you have things like gratitude and empathy and sympathy those are like what make us human and what make us connect with people and if you lack those like you need to reevaluate your entire life damn son what happened to you um yeah and then i wrote when are you full of these when you're full of all of these and can operate on to them yep yep when you are full of all of these and can operate on a true human level, you feel full when surrounded by people that are selfish, egotistical, and lack the true human fundamentals. Fundamentals. It is draining. Like I said, it's all. it also leaves you questioning who is in your life and why. The times we feel the most connected are the times us as humans share equal moral value, which is facts, to where we have nothing to question and can operate at the same frequency. I guess it's about being cautious of who you let into your life and learn to be self-efficient. So even in your loneliest hour, you can survive the silence. Huge lessons for me. Huge lessons for me. Um, especially this. Um, it also leaves you questioning who is in your life and why. Um, really important question to ask yourself of like, are these people in my life for a specific reason? Or are they in my life because we are compatible and, and we share the same morals, you know, the morals that like, I would never hurt you and I would never do anything to harm you as a friend, right? A family member, relationship, or are you questioning that? 
and thinking, wait, I don't understand. I'm starting to actually think that this person is only my life for a specific reason, which means they are lacking something. And if they're lacking something, that means that this could be um, dangerous for me and my soul. Yeah, these are things that I've been like just really trying to, to meditate and focus on. Um, and it's been difficult because I've had to kind of distance myself from a lot of people and things that I really don't want to distance myself from. But at the end of the day, I know that they're not in a good place and there is a, a, a sufficient amount of toxicity in their brain. And whether or not it's 100% directed at me, I'm around it. And I, and I just like, I know that being around it will eventually mess with me mentally. Because like anything, right? Anything that you do, if it becomes a habit, it becomes a habit. No matter of like, no matter how badly you want it or don't want it to become a habit, if you're if there's consistency in something you're doing, it will become a habit. Like gaming for me, I can't stop gaming. I'm addicted. I cannot stop gaming. Why? Because I do it every day. If you don't do it every day, you won't want to do it every day. But if you do it every day, there's a point in your brain that says, "Wait, I should do this. I should do this." And I don't need to game, really. I don't, it doesn't do anything for me. It's, it's fun. You could do it once in a while. I enjoy it. But like daily, I've been literally trying my best and like cutting back and not gaming today. I didn't game all day and I'm chilling. I feel great. My eyes don't hurt. Right? Like these are good things. Um, this is another one that I wrote. Um, if you keep someone in your life because of potential opportunity, that quickly becomes your well being. right? That becomes everything in your life. You keep someone in your life because of opportunity that becomes everything your life becomes about opportunity. The people that are in your life become about opportunity. The actions you take in certain situations become about opportunity. It's like, wait, do I do this right here, right now? Wait, there's opportunity. If I do this, I'm going to do it. Becomes your well-being. You act on opportunity all the time. You don't act on, um, you know, with, with literally generic logic. It's just all about what you can gain, which is hot trash. If you're looking for opportunity all the time, that means you're trying to, um, you're trying to, um, what's the word? You're trying to make up for something that's lacking, essentially, is what I'm trying to say. You know? If you're searching for something and doing your best to find the opportunity to make an opportunity happen, that means that you're lacking somewhere. Opportunity comes to those that are, that have an extremely high work ethic, that have love and passion, and that are talented. And talent doesn't mean being an actor. It could be anything. That's where opportunity comes. If you're chasing an opportunity because you know that you can't get that opportunity on your own, then you need to reevaluate your life. Damn, son, what happened to you? Literally. You will start to develop a piece of your mind that allows this type of toxicity to reoccur over and over again, continuing to grow your portfolio of people in your life that are simply pawns placed in a placeholder, which is facts. I already talked on the toxicity part and how that affects your brain and how you, you know, um, begin to make habit of that. But more importantly, your portfolio of people in your life that are simply pawns placed in a placeholder. That means that they're only there merely for opportunity. There's no connection. There's no relationship. There's no love that's shared. Anything that is shared is temporary and it's because of opportunity. And that is sad. Think about that. 
this is in my mind. I literally, I literally said this the other day and I'm like, wow, that means so much is one day. If this is how you operate, you will realize how lonely you truly are because everything that you did in your life was strategically put there based on opportunity and nothing else. Nothing was based out of love. Because if it was based out of love, it wouldn't be placed there. If it was based out of love, it would happen naturally. Love isn't love isn't planned. You can't plan love. And if you plan love, that's when bad things happen. Love needs to happen naturally within yourself. And if you don't love the things that you're trying to pursue and make opportunities out of, then do something that you love. And, and that's completely different from the, the BS that you're chasing. Because at least your life will start to have value again. You'll start to love the things you're doing and love the people you're around and love your growth. But other than that, you will you will realize one day how alone you are because every transaction that you had with people was for opportunity and was temporary. Keyword, temporary. Nobody nobody wants temporary love, dude. Nobody wants that. Nobody, like and when I say love, I mean love. <laughs> you know, affection. No one wants temporary love. When you love something, you want to love something. And that's unconditional. And if it's temporary, that means your only experience with love, in quotations, has been temporary. And you'll never know what love means and what it feels like. The energy you put out is the energy you attract. This is facts. The people you surround yourself is the person you become. The things you do become a product of your mental state. Or the, your mental state becomes a product of the things you do. The things you do become a product of your mental state. Whatever current mind space you're in, the actions that you're taking are affecting your mind and continuing to feed it all the BS. Energy is real, dude. And I've, I'm telling you, I've witnessed it. I've seen it. It is, it is toxic how bad and how, how poorly your life can go when surrounded by the wrong people. Facts. Facts. Which, and then that goes back to the other point, which leaves you questioning who and why are these people in my life, Right? facts you as well will become a pawn in someone's story in the end you will feel in the end you will be left alone deprived of love and true human connection yeah you will also become a pawn think about that not only are you not experiencing love you are being taken advantage of emotionally mentally physically in the worst way possible you are being place you are being you are a placeholder in someone's story it's like yeah i used to know that person they helped me out a lot they did a lot for me sick don't talk to them anymore now that's got to suck. That literally has to be the worst feeling in the world. You'll then realize the connections you've had, connections and quotations, because were they really connections? Hello? You'll then realize the connections you've had with people throughout your life have been temporary and utterly pointless. That is literally the worst way to put it, and it's true. Utterly pointless. <laughs> utterly pointless not just pointless utterly pointless focus on love the pursuit of happiness and passion and turn and in turn you will connect with others that do the same all i see is a bunch of and this is this is facts like this is from the heart all i see is a bunch of people in a race against each other sprinting towards the finish line that doesn't exist people don't even know where they're going but they're just in a race they know that they have to run to to get anywhere they want to sprint and they have no 
idea of where they're going to end up. They're just running because they see other people running. <laughs> Which is fucked. That's so sad, dude. Jesus. I wrote, I refuse to be in that race. I'm happy with taking my time and learning to love more rather than learning to run faster. In a complete state of love, we can accomplish anything. And I am trying my absolute best to only operate from a complete state of love all the time now because I know that that's what we should be doing as humans, right? Anything else is robotic, conditioning, mechanical. It's BS. So don't do it. Literally don't do it. This is as simple as it is. Guys, be better. Ta-da! Literally be better. Look yourself in the mirror and say, I know I've been a piece of shit, but I'm going to be better. I've done it. I've had that conversation with myself. My stealth. Hello, can you speak English? I've had that conversation with myself several times. Be better. Love harder. Learn how to love more. There's people think that love is like one dimensional. Love is so many, so many different avenues. You can love so many things, people, places, things. Gratitude. That's just it. Google, Google the word gratitude. Look at the definition. Apply it. I'm telling you, it will be the key to your life. I promise that. Um, dude, I literally, I had, I wrote so much shit down because I, I'm literally laughing. So, okay. So the face app, okay. This face app for those of you that haven't used it yet, right? It's that app that makes you look really old. Don't download it. Do not freaking download it. Okay. This is what my, okay. My friend called me because I uploaded pictures, um, using the face app. Um, where's my tea? I'm spilling the tea. I downloaded this face app, right? I, uh, if you haven't seen the pictures, they are, uh, extremely shocking. It's basically me as an old man, but being extremely sexy. I'm the sexiest old man you will ever see. You guys loved it. You were laughing so hard because I'm clearly not the sexiest old man you've ever seen. Go on my Instagram and look at it. You'll clearly be able to see which picture it is. It's probably one of my more, my most recent ones. My friend calls me immediately, right? Like calls me immediately. Bro, what are you doing? Have you not read up on this stuff? I'm like, wait, first of all, what are you talking about? That app, the face app, the one that made you look old? Yeah. Did you know that it's run by Russian intelligence and they're taking all of your data, facial recognition, camera bubble? And I'm like, wait, hold on, hold on a second. That picture did extremely well. You're telling me that someone would give me that potential to make content and then steal everything from me. And he's like, dude, look into it. So face app controversy. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, popular smartphone app raises security concerns, dude. Okay. Uh, CNN's Haddis Gold looks at the security concerns surrounding FaceApp, a smartphone app made by a small company in Russia that allows users to age themselves by decades because its users' terms grant full access to personal photos and data. Full access. Full access. So, uh, Russia has everything. They probably have over 150 million downloads and... Uh, 
access to 150 million people's things. I made a video about it on my story the other day. I really don't think I saved it, which I'm really pissed off at. Can you go back on stories and save things? Oh shit. If I can go back on stories and save things, I would have if I sh- I sh- I suck a suck. I didn't save it, dude. I didn't save it. I literally made a story making fun of making fun of it because it was like, you know, um, I'm sure there's some people out there that have a lot of um, a lot of uh, valid valuable information on their phones that could be valuable to someone like Russia secret intelligence. So I was making fun of it because um, because I have nothing, guys. I'm the most squeaky clean person. I made sure that everything that I've done in my life up until this point, I've never offended anybody, done anything controversial, and continued to grow my brand and make sure that I, like I said, I'm operating from a place of love. When you're not operating from a place of love, bad things happen because you are not loving everything. You know, I, you, you can't go back, you, 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 you can't go back on any of my platforms on Instagram, scroll all the way down and, found, and find a video of me doing like something stupid. Like I've never actually created anything to that degree. So like I'm laughing at the fact that there are people out there that have probably done a lot of stupid shit and have a lot of valuable information on their phones that they, you know, stored on their phones. And I'm sitting here laughing like, what could they have found in my phone? So I did this whole impression of like, you know, you know, people in Russia and them like getting, we've got access to Christian Del Grosso's folders. Everything in here shall be ours. (laughs) Nope. I got nothing. I did a whole bit where like they went on my phone and found the old pictures and were like, what kind of sick monster would take such pictures like this? Because <laughs> I literally had the, those, you have to go look at those old, the old man photos that I took. Like they were the most disturbing photos <laughs> of myself. Um, and then I also said, oh wait, I found a pussy folder in his phone. Now this should be interesting. And then we went into it and it's just, a, it's just all videos of my cats. Cause I have like folders of me and my cats <laughs> and then they're just so mad about it. Like, damn it. How could the man with the cringiest vines? How could he? How could he be so smart? Smarter than the Russian intelligence agency. So I just made a joke about it, but uh, yeah, this became a really serious thing. So don't download the app. Um, any app that you download that like requires access to like pretty much everything don't give it to them. If you can find a way to not use those apps, just don't do it for your own safety. Don't do it. Please don't do it. So there's a heck of controversy behind this. Um, FaceApp responds to privacy concerns. So they actually responded, you know, basically saying that um, it's not um, detrimental. There's nothing in here that will be harmful. No one's going to be, you know, getting their face used for random things like you're chilling um they would never want my face used for anything because i'm an ugly piece of pos they couldn't market anything with my face it would be the worst thing ever um so yeah don't download it but apparently it's just like takes everything um but yeah i had so much fun because i'm like everyone was just uploading selfies right and you know me i'm always trying to be the best you egotistical piece of poop um I'm always trying to like uh, innovate ideas and do things, do things to a higher um, degree. So I saw everybody taking the selfies. I'm like, oh, this is funny. It's cool. Um, so I downloaded the app. I know you guys are going to yell at me. I downloaded the app. Um, 
but I used it and I'm like, I wonder if this could recognize like photo, like faces from like further away. So like if I could do an actual photo shoot <laughs> and, and just make it so ridiculous and make me old, that would be funny. So I had the idea of like, obviously like 87, year, 87 years old and I'll still steal your girl. And it's literally just me posing like a freak, <laughs> like, like the worst Tinder dating profile you've ever seen. And uh, I'm old. I'm really old. And it's not attractive. It's funny though, dude. I had fun doing it. Like, do I regret downloading the app? Maybe. For for what reason? I don't know. It's just everybody built this thing up to be so big that I was like, Oh no! I downloaded the app! But I don't really care. Because like I said, your boy's got nothing to hide on my phone. I will literally... You know, like some people get hacked and all this shit comes out. Like crazy shit scary for those people which means you shouldn't be a toxic piece of shit um but yeah download <laughs> that, that was so much fun and seeing myself that old it is the scariest thing i've ever seen in my life no one ever wants to look that old and i i saw myself looking that old and i'm like if i look like this when i'm you know older i'm screwed who's gonna want to talk to me people said i look like ebenezer scrooge scrooge Ebenezer, Ebenezer Scrooge, the Grinch. People said I look like the Grinch. People said look like I look. People said I look like an older version of Will Ferrell. Um, all things that you know you don't really want to hear, and I heard them all. You guys roasted me in the comments, and I'm sure after this podcast you're gonna roast me even more. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, don't download the app. I'm sure there's like maybe another app that can do the same thing, make you look a little bit older, and you don't have to give up everything. You know, your camera roll, like your data, you don't have to do that. You shouldn't have to do that. Apps, I get it. You want to accumulate as much data as possible. It's the most valuable thing, but uh, you're, you're harming people. You're stealing from people and that's not cool. Okay, so don't do it. Um, guys, if you didn't know, the podcast is on Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify as well, the quality podcast. All you got to do is look that up. You're there. You can subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, like I said, I'm working to get it on um, Google Podcasts as well as uh, SoundCloud and all that stuff. It should be up there shortly. If you don't have Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I will have other outlets for you to listen to all of this quality. So that'll, that'll be happening. Um, I got new music coming out. I am, I am so overwhelmed with my next song. Um, I, I, I partnered up and did a do a uh, duet with one of my, uh, really, 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 uh, good friends, Rachel. She is one of the most talented singer songwriters I've ever met in my life. And she deserves the world. Um, and I've been, and I literally since the day that we started working together, I'm like, can we do something together? Can we do a song together? And we did. And it is literally going to break the internet. I've been on social media and lived in new world media for so long that I know when something's going to do well. I am so excited for you guys to hear this because it is literally written from the heart. It's so emotional. <laughs> I'm going to cry right now when I'm saying this. <laughs> but you guys are going to freak out. Uh, the music video is going to be uh, br break the internet. I'm so excited to release it. Um, I don't want to say a specific date when I'm going to release it because we're still finalizing everything, but you guys need to look forward to this song because it will be on your playlist and I'm so excited for you guys to listen to it. Um, yeah, music has been such a good outlet for me 
and singing has really you know changed a lot for me mentally being able to be creative vocally has been amazing and having as much built up and bottled up inside of me as i do lyrically i'm just really quick to come up with ideas about things so that's been also really exciting i love music like i don't want to come out and be like hey hey world Ew, dude, chill out. Hey, world. I'm a singer now. And you need to take me seriously as an artist. Like, literally every YouTuber that ever puts out music does is, like, trying so hard to be an artist. And it's like, to be an artist is to create something from a place of love and just to create something. You, you don't need to try to to be astronomical with it. If it's good and if it resonates with people, it will do well. And for me, that's all that I want. These tracks are from my heart. I offer them to the world. If you guys resonate with them and you like them and you listen to them, awesome. If not, cool. I still make it because I love doing it, right? Like, I'm not trying to get every news publication to cover my music and do all this stuff. No, if you like the music, listen to it, enjoy it, that's it, you know? If not, cool. Like, if literally my music gets one play... I don't care because it means so much to me just to get to create things. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear it because I'm excited to release it. Um, it yeah, you guys didn't, for those of you that have noticed and been, you know, commenting and trying to figure out what I'm wearing right now, I'll give you a little sneak peek. For those of you that are listening and didn't see what I just did, you can see on my uh, on the YouTube channel, the Quality Podcast, uh, the merch. I'm wearing the Quality Crew merch because we are the Quality Crew. Everything that we do in our lives is quality. And you want to know why it's quality? Because we love each other and we operate from a place of love and love equals quality. And quality. Look at that. Uh, this isn't released yet. So if you guys want me to release it, please comment on the YouTube, uh, video. Please let me know that you're interested in it because I literally released this for you guys because it's become so much a meme, so much of a meme in my life that I'm like, this is a movement now. We're the quality crew and we're clearly not the highest quality because it's spelt wrong. And the crew is also spelt with a K. So that sucks, but Hey, we're quality. So I not only, I'll, like, I don't want to reveal too much. Not only did I get these, I also have the t-shirts. So I have the hoodies and the t-shirts and the cringe protectors are in. The cringe protectors are inbound. I have them at my house right now. Literally fully made. You guys wanted cringe protectors? I made them for you. And they are literally the highest quality, quality cringe protector you will buy. The most comfortable blanket the, the literally the product when you get it you're gonna be like holy crap i want to sleep with this all the time and cringe in it because when i make cringy videos you're gonna want your cringe protector and when i watch cringy videos you're gonna want your cringe protector right it's the only way to protect yourself from the entire cringe isn't that true though like when you're like super super cringy about something like you just kind of want to like cover your face or even your body like if i'm watching something that's like really cringy i'm like oh Oh, ah. it hurts. That's why I made cringe protectors. But guys, um, I 
am going to wrap up the podcast. I love you guys so much. Thank you to every single person that has been tuning in, that has been subscribing, following the podcast, um, leaving reviews. You guys left so many reviews on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify that I was crying, laughing at the reviews. The reviews on Apple Podcasts had me dead. So if you guys leave a review, leave you know, leave a five-star review, tell me, tell me why you like the podcast. Tell me what you're excited about for the future with the podcast. Tell me that I'm the hottest guy alive because I need that. I need a confidence booster. Because when I look in the mirror, it changes everything for me and I don't have any confidence left over. And when you guys leave reviews and say, he is the greatest, he is the funniest, he looks the greatest, I'm the greatest now. You want to know why? Because it's inside my reviews. If you look at my reviews, you'll see. Christian Delaflago is the hottest, the greatest, the funniest in the world. And that's just that. I love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you want to um, continue watching me uh, live in the podcast because you can get to see me move my hands. See my hands? I have freakishly big hands. Don't really look at them too much like this. Look at this. You can see me hold my hands and talk live at the YouTube channel. If you subscribe to turn notifications on, you'll never miss a video. Every time you subscribe, turn the notifications on. Okay. Um, Stay tuned for next week's podcast, guys. I also um, made a little mention that I might start doing a midweek podcast for those of you that, you know, are working um, and you have a lot of travel time between, you know, your home and work or you have downtime throughout the week that you just want to be able to listen and laugh and 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 learn some things um, by someone who is as cringy as me. I might do a midweek podcast either Wednesday or Thursday. If you're watching the YouTube, comment down below which day might be better for you. I'm trying to meet it in the middle because Wednesday's not really that far off from Sunday. But it is kind of, it's not really in the middle. Thursday would be, would Thursday be in the middle? Because we have Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday. But then that would be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, three days. So it's either Wednesday or Thursday. That is completely up to you. I'm leaving that up to you, my, my quality crew members, okay? Highest quality, highest quality content. I will see you guys next week. I need a slogan for the end of my, <laughs> for the end of my podcast. So if you guys can help me come up with a slogan. Stay quality. Join the quality crew, and you'll never, ever live a day without quality. That was kind of pretty good for a one-off. Maybe we just use that. All right, guys. I'll see you later. Love ya.